Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. All spiritual paths and religions have always been at their core about this topic of overcoming death because facing death is the great mystery, the great fear for many, the great unknown, and the destiny that, at least at the phenomenal plane, cannot be overcome, cannot be avoided. And so this satsang, this retreat, is not about avoiding death, and it's not about trying some transhumanist uh, approach to uploading your uh, mental contents into a computer to survive because as we know you are precisely not your mental contents and since your mental contents are always changing the survival of them would not be anything but a frozen mausoleum of the remains of past thoughts. So what is it that dies and what is it that survives death? We could have called the retreat overcoming the fear of death because the fear of death is what probably brings many people to spirituality or religion But you cannot overcome the fear of death from within the ego perspective. Because the ego is precisely what dies, along with the body that the ego mind is identified with. Even though the ego can survive for some time the physical death in a bardo state, but it does not have further rebirths. So we are really here to overcome the illusion of death. But you can't overcome the illusion of death simply through some belief in survival or immortality. It has to be directly realized or it's really of no avail or not much at any rate. Faith will take you so far, but knowledge is required. So we are at a moment at the end of history where we're facing 
in an unprecedented way, not only everyone's individual death, which is always an issue, although usually people for a long period of time can avoid thinking about it, when the body gets as old as this one, then it becomes a rather immediate uh, form of interest. Uh, but if you have a body that's in the 20s or 30s, you can pretend you're immortal. You can be in denial without doing the inner work. But of course, we never know when our moment comes, no matter what age we are. And so this topic is actually of immediate urgency for whoever at whatever age. But particularly now, because we are facing not only our individual deaths, but planetary death. We are already undergoing the death of society as we knew it, the death of culture, the death of freedom. For most people, the death of economic security has already occurred or will occur shortly. The death of all kinds of security and stability in the world. And we all have a sense that we are at the brink of an unprecedented explosion of chaos. In addition, the metal of the human species is being tested right now. It's because of the fear of death, a way overblown fear in relation to a pandemic of a relatively minor flu that is shifting the human species from the master species the top of the food chain to a slave species. And people are willingly undergoing enslavement, the loss of all freedoms, out of fear of death. And so fear of death is the ultimate evil when, if you value freedom, if you value a life of a thriving culture of free intelligence that is able to speak the truth and know the truth because we're in a time also in the in terms of the death of truth the death of the communication of truth on the media of the world the censoring of any level of understanding that does not meet with the approval of authorities who have no legitimacy. And so we are in a state in which all of us are groundless as never before. And therefore the overcoming of death is of greater urgency than has ever been the case. Because all of those four horsemen and more of the famous apocalypse are galloping across the earth with not only plagues, but famine and wars and death of every kind, assisted by <clears throat> geophysical instability and threats from the cosmos that had 
never been before been so serious. And thus the world <clears throat> has entered into a state of cosmic pessimism, nihilism, meaninglessness, hopelessness, futility, despair, dismay. And for that reason too, then the realization of immortality and the realization of the beauty, the infinite beauty of that supreme power which gives life, which alone can overcome not only individual death, but planetary death, cosmic death. We are in need of contact with, union with that power. We need that power to descend and become accessible to us. And in the great spiritual scriptures, God in one form or another, by one name or another, has promised that in these times of darkness that God would descend, God would appear, God would come and reveal the truth and bring about the end of the period of darkness, of tribulation, and bring about a new divine renaissance. So this is the moment in which that promise will be tested. But what is our role in that? What is our responsibility? Not simply to wait for the Mahdi or the return of Christ or whatever other avatar one is hoping for, but what is our role and duty in this time of death? Can we be of service? in the cause of bringing the truth of eternal life back to this world that is dying. So well, that's what this retreat is about, and that's what, if we achieve, will create an entirely different morphogenetic field on the earth. It will shift the noetic field of consciousness for everyone. but it's something that must be known as palpably and vibrationally in the silence of your being as it is possible to know by being it, not by simply having words to speak about it. The good news, as all the religions say, is that yes, we are immortal. The bad news, at least for some, is that, well, no, that's not the ego that's immortal. The ego must die if there is to be an overcoming of death. Now, for some, that's the good news, that the ego dies and what remains is the real. 
So let's look at that more deeply and begin with the mantra that was sung as the last uh, song of the selection during the meditation. The famous invocation at a Soma sacrifice thousands of years ago, recorded in the Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad. So you remember it, Asato Mahasat Gamaya, lead us from Asat to Sat. It's usually from the unreal to the real. But let's understand the relationship of asat and sat. <clears throat> it's interesting that there are three of these proposals of transformation and the mantra ends with om, a-u-m, three-letter syllable, and then shanti, 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 three shantis. So we have these three threes. The law of three is involved inherently in this uh, doctrine that's uh, explained here. And we can say that the, the sat, the jyoti, and the amrit represent the three bodies of the real, if you will. So the sat would be the equivalent of what is sometimes by the Buddhists called the emanation body. It is the realization that the core of our being is vibrational and it creates a field of vibrations, an emanation of a field that produces the illusion of a world, a hologram. And then within that hologram, the nodes of consciousness that identify with the various beings who appear in that are in the state of asat. But it means that sat and asat are actually one. They are actually two ends of a spectrum. The real itself emerges as the unreal. But it is never different from the real. So although this world and the sense of us being separate individual consciousnesses, each with our own mind, is an illusion, it is an illusion that derives from and remains part of the real. In the same way, we go from the tamasic guna, the quality of inertia, darkness, heaviness, dullness, stupidity, to the jyoti, the jyoti bindu, the light, the inner light of the third eye. And that light represents chit, the light of infinite consciousness. So the light of infinite consciousness at its lowest level of its own spectrum of emanation becomes stupidity. But it's the same spectrum. So there's infinite genius uh, of the mind of God, the Godhead as it is called, and the stupidity of the ego, all as a single whole. And therefore it is possible 
no matter what the level of intelligence of the ego, to tune in to that same vibrational frequency that has emanated it and suddenly realize you are the light. Not the tamasic, one who is lost in the darkness and can't find the light. And then we have mrityu to amrit. Mrityu means death. Amrit is the nectar of immortality. And what is the difference between these two? Well, the nectar of immortality, you could say, is the state of consciousness in which there is no illusion of death, and therefore no fear of death, and therefore complete freedom from negativity, from anxiety, from worry, from limitation of time or space, and it is a state of bliss. So we have Satchirananda here, and the state of the nectar of immortality is that vibrational frequency in which you recognize that all of this simply is a living mandala of infinite, intelligent, creative consciousness in a dance of all of its permutations and possibilities and its movement like a drama from one act to another, from birth of a world to its flourishing, its decline, its death, and then its rebirth, a five-act drama the Greeks knew about the five acts of time, the cycle of time, and in the end comes the deus ex machina, out of the machinery of time and space and matter and energy comes the miracle of the presence of God. But how do we conjure up that miracle? How do we attune to it if we are in an ego state, if we are in asat and in tamasic mode and in a state of the fear of death? It's this transformation that is the practice of sat-yoga. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.